You're listening to She Starts Up, episode number three. In episode two, I talked about how to get your business off the ground. This is part two of the series, and I'm going to cover everything you need to know about the next steps from hiring team members to raising capital to planning for your launch. If you've just gotten your feet wet in entrepreneurship, now's the time to jump in. Let's go. You're listening to She Starts Up, a podcast for ambitious businesswomen and modern working moms to learn strategies for starting their venture and family at the same time. Tech CEO and working mom Janine Sickmeyer will help you find your perfect work-life balance with motherhood hacks, insider business tips, and interviews with successful women. Here's your host, Janine Sickmeyer. Let's start up. So now that your business idea is well-developed, you're ready to move on to the fun part, crafting your company. This includes a lot of detailed planning and strategizing. So let's begin with the tools you're going to need to start up. First on the list is obvious, but important, a reliable computer. I spent and still spend hours and hours a day on my computer and the frustrations of a laptop that is too slow or doesn't have enough storage just isn't something you want to deal with when you're trying to create your company. So no matter your preference, Mac or PC, just make sure to get a laptop or desktop that's capable of withstanding a lot of use. It is the single most important tool you need to building your online business. Some other essential physical tools to throw in your laptop bag can include AirPods or noise-canceling headphones, a small off-computer mic, a mouse, a display adapter, an extra charger, and a notebook and pen. So now that your bag is packed, it's time to actually sit down and get some work done. So let's talk online tools. So you have this big idea and you know everything about the market, your competitors, and where you wanna take it. But first you need to nail down your business model. How are you gonna make money? Who are your customers? Who are your partners? What are your main value propositions? The first step to figuring all of this out is to build a business model canvas. This is such a critical step in the planning process, but it's often overlooked by so many aspiring entrepreneurs. It's an easy way for you to skip a business plan altogether, or it'll at least get you started so that the business plan is easier or quicker for you to complete. Visit monamijanine.com and go to the shop. You can see that I created a business model canvas template just for you with detailed instructions and strategies. Next up is a productivity management software that I wish I had when I was getting started. I recently discovered this online app called Notion. It's been the perfect fit for managing really everything in my life. I use it for my tech company, for Monami Janine's brand, and even my family life. Notion for me has replaced Google Docs, Google Sheets, Trello, note-taking apps, and even physical notebooks and stickies all in one single application. So if you're looking for a way to streamline your startup, this is the tool for you. To learn more about how I use Notion, visit the blog. In my opinion, one of the most fun aspects of building your own online company is design and marketing, but sometimes Photoshop can just be a little too intimidating or advanced. And even if you're capable of learning Photoshop, It isn't quite as user-friendly as one of my favorite tools, Canva. Canva is an online graphic design tool created for the design novice. It allows you to make stunning graphics and advertisements that look like they were designed by a professional. 
Before you get started designing, remember to choose your brand colors and your fonts to make your brand stand out and stay cohesive. And speaking of marketing and design, MailChimp is a great tool to design marketing emails and track metrics like open rates and clicks. Once you have your landing page up and you start collecting early beta users, connect your signup form to MailChimp lists and set automated emails. So when a new subscriber signs up, they get put into the auto email campaign and they'll start receiving emails based on the triggers that you set up. You don't need to manually email anything to anyone. Just connect your signup form and voila, automation at its best. For meetings with potential clients, investors, and team members, it's good to meet face-to-face when you can. If you can't always schedule in-person meetings, just make sure to set up conference calls and video chats using something like Google Hangouts or even ClickMeeting. Google Hangouts is pretty universal and it doesn't cost a thing. And ClickMeeting is really good for more than five people or large webinars. Okay, now you've created the perfect business plan and you set yourself up for success using all the right tools. It's time to start thinking about funding. Trying to find investors to hear your pitch might be one of the most intimidating pieces of the puzzle when just getting started. How do you look for investors? How do you get an introduction? How do you know what to say once you do finally get on the phone with an angel or a VC? As difficult as it sounds to talk to someone about potentially funding your idea, once you get a few meetings, the dominoes will start to fall. So let's begin with where to find investors. My first suggestion is to just start networking. If you've been doing your research and joining tech networking groups in your city, chances are you've already started connecting with investors and connectors to investors, and you don't even know it. If you're sitting at home behind your computer and not getting out there to talk to people about your idea, then you're not going to grow your network. So get out there and start talking. Maybe you'll meet up with a founder who will introduce you to another founder who will say that they know a few people that you should connect with. And soon enough, you'll find yourself talking to people looking for investments in your niche. Well, that's the hope anyway. You might need to send some cold emails or look on LinkedIn for how you're connected to people that you want to meet with. Ask for introductions. What does it hurt? In order to get in front of the right people, you need to put yourself out there. So show some passion for what you are talking about and get other people into your idea. There's an investor profile template and fundraising chart in the shop that can help you streamline your approach to raising capital. In future episodes, I will go into depth on how to send cold and warm emails to potential investors and what you should say in them. But for now, let's say you send out a few emails to the top investment groups you want to meet with, and one of them bites. You plan to go into the office next week to present your idea. Awesome! Okay, but now the nerves are setting in. What are you going to even say when you get there? Is this like Shark Tank or just a discussion? How many people are going to be attending? Make sure you ask all the right questions in your reply so that you can properly plan for your meeting. Ask how many people are going to be in attendance. What kind of time is allotted? And if they can book a conference room so that you can show your deck, that's going to at least give you an idea of what to expect. Some big investors They may only give you 10 or 15 minutes on the phone, so you need to come up with your elevator pitch and sell them on your idea in just that amount of time. While other firms might invite you in for a formal presentation and bring all of the interested parties. You should email your deck in advance along with your startup one pager and any other material so that they can get familiar with your idea before you even come in. 
Now, this is just the investment route. Not everyone needs or wants funding. So let's talk about the other way to start up. Bootstrapping and staying lean. There are pros and cons to both, so weigh your options to figure out what the best method of financing is for you. Let's talk bootstrapping. With or without capital, be creative and careful with how you spend your available funds. Leaving your full-time job, which included a salary and health benefits, might seem really scary, but all you need to do is stay lean and disciplined and stay on track to get to profit. In the meantime, maybe make some money on the side. With so many freelancing websites out there right now, it's possible for you to find some side work to help you defray the costs of starting your business. So if you love dogs, maybe Rover is the perfect side hustle. Or if you're good with completing small tasks around the house, maybe it could be a task rabbit. Now with the gig economy, there's easy ways for you to make money while you're still working on your project without getting into a full-time job. Be smart about accounting. Managing your financial records properly from the beginning will ensure that you're on track when you start profiting. Find a good CPA who can handle your taxes and you'll be able to reduce your costs and expenses. Look for an accountant who specializes in freelance and startup areas. And as an entrepreneur, remember everything is negotiable. Do not underestimate your power to negotiate. Ask for discounts on products or hidden pricing models geared towards startups. Some companies have hidden subscription models for users who don't need all the fancy features that come with a normal subscription. So remember, you'll never know if you don't ask. Keep overhead low. While you might want to splurge on an office space or hire a full-time team member to help out with the costs, it's important to keep your limitations in mind. You don't necessarily need an office space at the beginning. If you're looking for a place to work, visit a local coffee shop or a library if you need something quieter. And when you're thinking about bringing on full-time team members, consider hiring freelance or interns to give you an extra hand at a much lower cost. Speaking of hiring, let's go ahead and start building your team. Whether you're looking for a freelancer on Upwork or a full-time in-house staff member, the process of hiring can be pretty difficult. But let's first explore how you can go about hiring remote team members. Websites like Upwork make hiring remote team members far less stressful for your startup. The process starts with creating a job posting and then waiting for the applicants to pour in. You can also find some freelancers that you think would be a good fit for the company and then create a job post just for them. In a future episode, I'll go into how to do the job posting, who to look for, what to say when you find the right person, and how to work together after you do find that perfect person. But let's just assume that you already found the perfect person to work with. You can view their progress in Upwork, and it's really nice because it'll take random screenshots, so you can just make sure the freelancer is on track. Another great feature of working in Upwork is that you have the ability to pause or end that contract at any time. So if your budget changes or the project goes a different direction, you don't have any obligation to the freelancer to keep them on. That is very helpful for a startup founder. So now let's talk about finding a full-time person or an in-house employee. Having another person in-house at your tech startup can help you with growth. However, hiring a full-time employee comes with a lot more challenges. Recruiting in general is more difficult. When you're a solo founder trying to find someone to join your team before the team is even a team, 
it's just a little hard. You have to essentially pitch your idea or your company to these potential employees with the intent that they hopefully see your vision and want to jump on this rocket ship. Post an ad on LinkedIn or AngelList. Look for people that you would love to work with and reach out to them to meet up for coffee. Go to networking events. Sometimes at startup groups and pitch events, you can even hop on stage before or after the event and let everyone in the room know that you're hiring. This is a good place to attract attention from tech entrepreneurs and other startup enthusiasts. It might take a little while for you to find your first full-time hire, but that's okay. Make sure you spend extra time and carefully select this person because you're going to likely be together a lot in the beginning days of your startup. Now you need to figure out how to pay them, how to offer benefits, and all those fun HR tasks. As a startup, having a person on staff who handles payroll and benefits is just not a possibility. So that gets to be you. Luckily, there are third-party companies that will help you figure all of this out and take care of most of the HR tasks for you. Gusto is a modern cloud-based payroll benefits and HR manager, perfect for small businesses. Gusto makes it easy for you to change pay rates and time worked for your hourly employees. And if you're looking to provide healthcare benefits, pair Zenefits with Gusto and you have the perfect online HR package. Now let's move on to planning for your launch. The launch of your product or business is not something to be taken lightly. Use a product roadmap like product plan to make sure that you're on track with your launch efforts. With product plan, you can build roadmaps in minutes, integrate with other tools like Slack and GitHub, and visualize your product launch strategy. Next, you need to make sure that you have a press kit ready for the media for launch day. Some things to put in your press kit can include a founder bio and headshot, high-res images of your team or your product screenshots, company background, important milestones or key facts. Make sure to include your logos and case studies if you have any. Finally, you need to get your potential customers and the media talking about your product by building suspense. Start your online presence early. Utilize industry hashtags in social media to reach new people and gain a following. Social media schedulers like Buffer can allow you to post ahead of time so that you don't have to be posting in real time. And Buffer will also help you with social media analytics so you can figure out the best times to post to reach the largest audience. If you're looking for a resource to craft your Instagram aesthetic, try Preview. Preview will help you determine the arrangement of your Instagram feed and allow you to edit and modify your posts so that they all look cohesive. Instead of sending spam-like email messages to find reporters or journalists, build relationships with these influential bloggers and media in the industry. Follow your favorite PR professionals on Twitter and see what they're talking about. If they're in your industry and they mention other products like yours, reach out to them. Let them know about your launch. It really doesn't hurt to find out if there's something that they would be interested in talking about. If you're a tech company or an app, you can also find strategic ways to announce your launch on Hacker News, Product Hunt, Beta List, and maybe even reach out to someone at TechCrunch. And in everything you post and do, make sure to always include a call to action. Use language that will encourage potential customers to take action. Some examples are join the waitlist, 
sign up to get real-time updates. Be the first to know when this product is released. All right, so now you're ready to launch. This episode was just a quick look into everything you need to know about preparing your business for launch. In future episodes, we'll dive into the specifics of each section and talk more about culture and team, marketing, business, finances, and more. If you want to use any of the tools or resources I mentioned in this episode, visit the show notes on the blog for links. So subscribe to the podcast, She Starts Up, to stay in the loop, and visit the website, monamajanine.com, to sign up for my newsletter. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let's start up. Let's start up.